Welcome back to Digital Health Today, the place to be to get the insights of leaders making the healthcare of tomorrow. Available today, I'm your host, Dan Kendall. In this episode, I have the pleasure of introducing you to one of the health sector's leading innovators and probably one of the best known and, dare I say it, most loved leaders I've had the pleasure of working with during my 20 plus years working in healthcare innovation. I see him blushing in the background as I, as I read this. He's a serial intra and entrepreneur executive, venture builder, speaker, and board advisor with a focus on digital health. He's also the chairman and founding board member at yourcoach.health and founder of Initium Impact Ventures. Prior to your coach, he served as global head of digital health at Bayer, and he's also co-founded and sold a doctor rating startup and a consulting company. He's now living in Barcelona and he enjoys running, writing, traveling, and spending time with his family, and even trying his hand at his own paella recipe, it's my pleasure to welcome my friend and probably yours too, Eugene Borahovich. Eugene, welcome to the program. Wow, I, I am absolutely blushed right now. Um, and <laughs> and by the way, before we go any further on record, it is not my recipe. So Marina, my better half, um, did did you know all, most of the work? I did the eating. So. Uh, <laughs> And photography. I saw the photography, photography on yes, Instagram. Of course, yes. need to capture a moment. Otherwise, it just never happens, right? So it's 2020. Um, so if you're not taking pictures of your food by now, I don't know, you know, what kind of luddite you might be. Exactly. So Eugene, look, it's really a pleasure to have you here on the program. You know, we've been friends for years now. You are one of the the early supporters through your role at Bayer of the Digital Health Today program. You're one of the early guests as well. It's been really been a pleasure to get to know you and to work with you over all these years. And I know you're doing some exciting things. Let's talk, first of all, about where you are now and what you've been doing during the pandemic. You are one of the many thousands of people who decided that they wanted to do a podcast, but one of the very few who actually started doing it. So uh, tell me about what you've been up to over the past few months. Uh, yeah, so we just got to Barcelona mid-October, but prior to that, around March, uh, went back to New Jersey for family reasons. And actually also a good friend, uh, Jim Joyce, kind of pulled me out a little bit out of the rut there and said, we've been talking about doing, you know, kind of shooting the shit at the bar. Let's do this shot of digital health therapy, which is the podcast that you're referring to. Or we started as a video cast and then thanks to you, converted it to podcast version as well. We started honestly as a, almost like a mental health solution for two extroverts to just have a stage. We didn't care how many followers we get, et cetera, but it just, it just became fun doing it. At the same time uh, with Marina, we've been kind of hacking away at it. It's great to be back into entrepreneurship world and getting stuff done every single day. So, so that's been a fascinating journey, building a company together with my better half. And uh, in August, we finally closed the seed round of 1.3 mil. So just been building the team and growing that. With that, as much as I love, you know, being serious and building stuff, I think the, the shot of digital health uh, gave us a little bit of an outlet as well. Yeah. And then finally, not, not to pitch you know, all these things, but these are all parts of different parts of my brain. So every Friday, I started writing uh, a book, basically, a hard pill to swallow. So it's a little bit of a big corporate, you know, how it works or it doesn't work, um, and how intern entrepreneurs are solving these challenges every day inside the four walls and opening those walls up. All of that probably takes just a few hours, honestly, the creative part. And then, you know, a thousand percent of it's been dedicated to working with my better half at Your Coach Health. 
Excellent. So let's work backwards through a few of those things. So hard pill to swallow. I love getting those newsletters. We're recording this today on a Friday. I look forward to getting that at some point today. They're really entertaining. Your humor really shines through. How do people find that and how do they subscribe to that? Uh, so it's hard pill to swallow on Substack. So I think it's hard pill to swallow.substack.com. So as you can see, I don't even know my URL, right? So <laughs> I'm sure, I just do I'm it sure if fun. you can Google that, you'll but, find it. But yes. of course, we'll have the link in the show notes for this episode, of course. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. So, so what is the plan then to have these newsletters go out to give updates about the book that you're writing? Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of this, I, I've never written a book. I write tweets and I've written blogs, right? And so for me, it's also a little bit about self-discovery, but also consistency. I think we all, especially as leaders, need to continue building consistency. That's what people expect. I think consistency, uh, not necessarily right, wrong, or indifferent. And so I've been forcing myself because I, I think in December, January, I wrote maybe, I don't know, 15, 20, pages. And then I started just putting ideas in. And so by setting that expectation, I mean, I have now something like almost, I think, 300 subscribers just out of nowhere. Right. And I know people are waiting for it on Friday. Right. And I enjoy doing it. And I love getting the feedback and the uh, really thoughtful ideas and concepts and experiences back so many people volunteered to kind of help me on that journey, everything from, well, how do you self-publish to what are the pros and cons? So from, an, I'll say, the business perspective of it and others just said, look, you know, this is my experience, right? So I actually look more forward to the responses than me pressing the button on publishing it, right? Well, I know we're going to talk, I really want to talk to you about what we're doing together at Digital Health Today. But first, before we get into that and the new project, another project that you're adding into your weekly routine, let's talk about the shot of digital health. You're on the third season of that, I believe. People can find that on Health Podcast Network. They can find that on YouTube. Uh, they can find it on their favorite podcast players. What's that experience been like getting uh, started with a podcast? Yeah. So first of all, we were even trying to figure out what platform do we use to record, right? I mean, and and the point of all of this or the shadow of digital health, we agreed with Jim in the beginning that this cannot become a headache, right? And and actually his wife, Emmy, came up with the tagline, which is meticulously unproduced after watching the first one that him and I just, you know, bantered back and forth without knowing where exactly we're going with it. You know, I think, again, for us, it's um, we always forget that in health and healthcare, for some reason, people say, well, that can't be fun. Right. And so, again, what I mentioned earlier, it was very much of let's get us, you know, as there's a pandemic hit, let's have a pandemic free space once a week. And therefore, part of the rule, for lack of a better term, is that you shouldn't say things like COVID and pandemic and plague. And Jim holds up the C-19 sign for any guest. And then, you know, the second part to this is there's just amazing people, brilliant people all around the world. And so can we get them just like we would at the bar? And, you know, many people we know, both of us know them, like yourself. You, I hope, had the pleasure of being on one. And then there's others that I know people, but Jim does not and vice versa. And actually, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a person on that show that neither one of us have met before. Right. So I think it's exploring. It's getting out in this virtual world, but still have that for lack of a better term, almost like a physical connection because our minds are connected in this discussion. It's been really fascinating. And we're in season four, by the way. I know we made a, yeah, we just started season four. Jamie Edwards kicked us off. 
Well, as much as I love watching it, it was even more fun to be a guest. I have to say it was really great to spend time with you guys. It was like being at a bar with you folks and just sort of hanging out. And suddenly, you know, 30 minutes had flown by and you got, you were calling time on it. And so we had to bring it to a close. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I encourage people to check it out. I guess I'm one episode behind. I saw Jamie Edwards uh, on LinkedIn, but I, I didn't realize that that it was the beginning of season four. So I'll have to catch up on that one. So I, I skipped over the, the work that you're doing at Your Coach. And I just want to talk briefly about that because that's... A, a big opportunity. You just received some funding. You've been working hard, you and Marina, trying to get that off the ground. And now you're getting some real traction. I know this is just an area where the coaching industry has really taken off during this pandemic. So what are some of the things that are going on there? What could, what are some of the things that you can point to over the past few months? And then what can we look at as we look into 2021? No, absolutely. So when when Marina started the company, you know, we sort of officially registered in January, right? But I think the, the most interesting part about this, there's been the silver linings and tailwinds because I think people kind of thought about health and wellness coaching uh, as I kind of joke around a lot, cuckoo voodoo science, right? And there's there's always going to be some of that, but that doesn't mean that placebo effect is not working, but there's also science and behavior-driven and science-backed approaches to health coaching. What our goals are is quite heavy, right? Because I think um, as we know, the healthcare system is really under tremendous, tremendous pressure. You know, health coaches do have quite a lot of education behind them. And again, the especially the National Board Certified Health Coaches, there, there's a scientific and educational approach to this. So we started out as a practice management solution, very much so still there as a practice management solution for health and wellness coaches to manage their business. As a young company and as a young startup, we're constantly exploring you know, revenue streams and models. The one thing we do know is that we're going to continue providing this at no or minimal cost to coaches. Um, and actually, we're going to start charging next year early in the next year, but there's a way for coaches to bring it down to almost zero, if not zero. But uh, as we're exploring the models, you know, I mean, we're talking about novel health services that are now employing health coaches, insurers that are now employing health coaches, um, lifestyle medicine practices, um, you know, integrative nutrition. It, it goes broad, the health and healthcare ecosystem. You know, I think it brought to light that employees are humans too, right? And so so a lot of employers are now looking at it and say, how do we help not just to lose weight, but how do you help you know, individuals in your company and the talents to really be the best version of themselves, right? So, and we're honestly exploring a lot of them. And then that brings us to also digital therapeutic companies that uh, may or may not have services surrounding the actual digital therapeutic. And same discussions that were with a pill or with a medical device, now with a software as medical device, again, back to the consistency word, how do you help these individuals to stay consistent on that digital therapy? How do you help them reach their goals? And guess what, who comes in uh, for help? Health coaches. So hence, um, it's been really a fascinating, amazing journey, you know, working with Marina, building the team. We're now at 14 people in the team spread all around the world. And I just, I love every moment. That's what gets me up every single morning. So you've been an entrepreneur, you've been an entrepreneur, you're you're back now growing this this new exciting company in a very exciting time for healthcare because I mean you started this in January, well it was only a few months later that lockdowns began 
And we've seen just rapid innovation and acceleration in the healthcare space. And while none of us wanted this pandemic to happen, and we, we certainly know a lot of people are suffering because of it, it's certainly been an opportunity for those of us who have been saying on the sidelines, hey, give us a chance. Let us show you what we can do. Let us show you how we can make an impact in the healthcare system. Well, now suddenly people can't access care the way they've done mm -hmm. previously. They can't run businesses the way they've run previously. So they need to find new ways of working. And this has been a big opportunity for us to come, those of us who have been working in this space to come up off the bench and say, hey, we can solve this. We can be a part of this. And I've been really thrilled to see all the work that Jamie's done. Uh, yep. Jamie Edwards, you mentioned at, at Cloudbreak. Uh, Roberto has been uh, really doing a lot of work in Italy. I mean, lots of people have been stepping up to really showcase what has happened and what can happen with this new way of working. So hopefully we'll see a lot of this continue even post the pandemic, which hopefully we'll be rounding the corner on that soon. You mentioned digital therapeutics, and that's something I, that I know you're very passionate about, something you have some experience with firsthand. You've worked for a pharma company. You've worked in digital innovation. You're now working with the health coaching side and the overlay and the overlap between digital health and digital therapeutics and the coaching, the personal, the, the caring team uh, aspect of it. And you and I were talking earlier in the year about your interest in doing that and the interest that, that I have with the Digital Health Today platform to bring more voices and bring more authentic, experienced voices to the Digital Health Today platform. And I'm thrilled to announce to all the listeners that you're actually creating a whole Digital Therapeutics podcast edition under the Digital Health Today umbrella. So it's really going to be a great asset for the listeners to enjoy and a great platform for leaders to come on and share their expertise and try to reach all the people who haven't had exposure yet to digital therapeutics and what they can do. So let's talk a little bit about your plans for that. So uh, you're the the star of the show and you're, you're moving from your meticulously unproduced to let's just call it slightly more produced uh, platform. What are some of the things that you want to achieve through the Digital Therapeutics edition of Digital Health Today and what can listeners expect? Yeah, so I've been obviously intrigued. And one of the things that I'm a big believer in is that you need to be a practitioner in something, right? And I'm not a practitioner in digital therapeutics, right? Um, and so while there's a lot of people that come my way and say, well, you're an expert in digital therapeutics. No, I've talked to many digital therapeutic companies. I've read a lot of you know uh, proposals. I've read a lot of business plans. I've interacted, but I've never been a practitioner. And so I think to me, it's always about the people that are on the ground, right? Kind of paving the way. And this goes across, you know, the entrepreneurs and trailblazers that have the words didn't even exist or they existed separately, digital and therapeutics. You know, how do you combine just the two words to make an actual sub industry out of this? This is across, uh, you know, regulatory bodies, you know, from FDA to DIGA in Germany, that's everybody's been talking about. You know, I think people forget that UK and NICE has been doing quite a lot in that space also. A uh, country that most people, especially Americans, don't necessarily think about is Belgium, right? And maybe they might know them for chocolates, but they've been also leading the way in some of this. And what got me curious a number of years ago where, yes, it intersected tightly with the work in a pharmaceutical company where... I always kind of challenged and saw digital therapeutics, can they stand on their own or do they need to continuously cuddle with pharma industry? And what are the market access perspectives? So I'll, I'll summarize it in what is the history of it? What are the regulatory frameworks that are constantly evolving and being defined as we go along, as we learn more, as we get more clinical validation and data? How has this crisis, right, and this pandemic has caused that whole industry to just, you know, completely jump probably 10 years ahead, in my, my humble opinion, just from a data perspective? 
And then what are the stories and not so much of the entrepreneurs themselves, because I think the people that we will have on this limited series, most people that have been listening to Digital Health Today probably have heard the names. You know, I'm going to take a completely different view on it is what is the business of digital therapeutics, right? What is the real impact to individuals and the patients? And honestly, what is the play on the consumer side of things as well, right? Because um, I think people separate consumers and patients in the definition. And I actually love what Steve Sanchez, he never says a consumer or a patient, he says an individual, because every individual has its own ebbs and flows, et cetera. I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm pushing myself out of the comfort zone because, you know, yes, I think for those that know me, um, I can be serious and I can kind of say, you know, this is what needs to be done. But I also enjoy the shot of digital health and the meticulously unproduced. So this is going to be a new experience for myself. I think it'll be a new experience for the guests just being with me for that hour or so. And I'm really looking forward to how and what comes out into 2021. Brilliant. Well, you, you touched on a few things there. I mean, digital therapeutics have accelerated in some ways during this pandemic period. I know you're, you've spoken with Megan Coder from DTA. There's some great events that have been really pushing the whole industry forward in terms of the, like the DTX East and West and, and Europe and things. But I think a lot of that's gone away, obviously, because of the lack of travel this year. And one of the things I've been saying to people working in digital therapeutics for a long time is that the industry isn't really uh, we can't break these conversations up and just have them inside walled gardens where you know everybody already is converted and believes in the future of this. Yep. We need to take that conversation outside of the DTA. We need to take it outside of the DTX meetings and really reach people who are out there busy treating patients or concerned about their loved ones and looking for solutions and trying to find better ways to serve people themselves, their family, their, their patients. And I think this is really important to create this as a little library of content that people yep. can interact with to be able to get that sort of insight because it might not be in their, you know, their, their core lane that they're traveling in, whether it's in their personal life or in their professional life, but to get exposed to it and begin to realize some of the science and some of the technology, how a lot of that's converging, some of the things that I know Megan talked about in terms of some of the convergence and some of the science that's really been proving itself out and even the regulatory pathways that have opened up to allow uh, approvals and reimbursement, yep. the business models around getting these things to market. You know, those things are really important for people to understand. And we need to reach them out where they're living and working and spending time, not just within our own environment of you know, preaching to the converted about what these things can do. So I'm, I'm really thrilled that you're doing it. You called it a limited series? Yeah, no, I just, uh, let's pause on the limited series um, for just one second. You know, I wanted to add, I think, um, you know, as, as young companies, a lot of times you kind of try to go and make your own way, right? And I've been saying, you know, cooperation is the new competition. So there's actually quite a lot of things happening around how do you share that knowledge? And DTA is a key component of that, right? Um, and bringing some of these companies together. I wanted to also do a little bit of a shout out to Marty uh, and team at Health Excel. I just participated not in DTX one, but in a PBM model. And like, I love these small, you know, it's maybe 10, eight to 10 people. And so they will be having a DTX version of this, uh, I think every month or so. 
you know, I'm working even on this with Brian Dolan from Exits and Outcomes, because as you pointed out earlier, I'm kind of, okay, well, let's just kind of shoot the shit a little bit and talk. I think Brian, you know, drives much more of a research approach, journalistic approach to this. So I'll be leaning on him uh, heavily where he's done the research and, um, you know, a little bit of the hint, I think pretty much every episode or at least every other will have a corner with Brian, you know, a question that is burning on his mind for that particular topic or speaker. So it, you know, I guess the point that I was trying to make here is that cooperation is the new competition uh, in a way. And I think what this sub industry needs for the sake of the patients and the consumers or individuals is more of that. Right. And so I'm also hoping that this will bring some of this together. Yeah, 100%. And to your point about Health XL, yeah, I, I had a, a chance with Steve Sunchins to attend one of those events a few weeks ago, and it was really great. I mean, I love what they're doing. Again, this pandemic sort of fostered new ways of thinking to create yep. new solutions. And they got, what, uh, about eight people together to talk about dermatology and various skin conditions, really understand what what doctors and nurses and patients are, are experiencing with that. So definitely do go over. If you haven't already, subscribe to Health XL uh, and, and get on their mailing list to find out about those. I'm sure you can find some links on our website as well. And then Brian, you know, we should definitely talk about Brian because I've been a fan of his since he was the managing editor of, of Moby Health News back in, what, 2008 or seven or something? Same. It's a long time. So to have the opportunity to get his uh, sort of research-driven, journalistic laser focus on some of these things to sort of cut through some of the BS and and really understand, well, this is what the industry is seeing. This is what we're what you're saying and what needs to be said and what research shows. I think that's a really important component of what you're creating and what we're helping to create through your digital therapeutic series. So, so thanks for mentioning those points. I know we're almost at time. I know you got to get to another meeting. So why don't you just leave the visitors with a couple of thoughts about where they can uh, connect with you personally. I know they can obviously find your podcast on digitalhealthtoday.com, but where else can they find you? Uh, I live on Twitter, so that's probably the best way, uh, at Health Eugene, or just look my name up on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way. I did want to also close off with your limited series concept. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's talk that, about that real quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I honestly, it's uh, as an entrepreneur being focused on your coach health, I want to also make sure that there's time for things, right? Um, and so I think part of that is um, there's a number of, I'll say, players today. And I think part of that is I want to get through an interview as many as I can in that but I also want to put a limit so I can switch my head over. Now, by popular demand, if things are going well and there's lots of requests, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll extend the limited series. Well, that's great. Yeah, I, I looked through the list of the people. We've talked about a few of the things that you want to uh, cover and the storyline behind each as you sort of layer on the the introduction to the industry. Uh, and I think people are going to be really pleased with uh, the types of conversations that you're leading and the, the leaders that are actually coming on to give their time and help with the, the greater good to try to drive this whole industry forward to help people on the way. So I look for Eugene on Twitter. Eugene, thanks so much for working with me. Thanks for helping to make all of this possible. I uh, really appreciate you as a leader in the health industry and want to continue to see your, your success across all the different things that you're putting your hands to. Thank you very much, Dan. 